Welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Sterry, and I'm a 15-plus year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Sterry, that's S-T-A-R-Y music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and see live streaming of most all of my performances on Periscope. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. Also, consider helping get the word out in the street via social media, rate and review on iTunes, word of mouth, etc. Happy Thought of the Day is by Billy Joel. If you're not doing what you love, you're wasting your time. Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, Episode 8. Got a fun show for you this week. Thanks for tuning in. Hola to all the new listeners and subscribers. Appreciate y'all checking out the show. Last week's gigs wrap-up. Wednesday, I played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. Great times catching up with one of my best buds, Nick Asuncion. Especially for him helping me load gear since my throbbing ankle, which I stupidly sprained a couple weeks ago, had swollen up to the size of a volleyball. Thursday, the Mark Sterry Blues Band played at Nezzy's in Cumberland, Wisconsin before the Packer game. Always fun rocking out with Dustin and Johnson. And what an ending to that game, huh? Hail Mary! Friday, I played a solo show at Ingredients in White Bear Lake, Minnesota. Super busy night. I started working in some of my Christmas tunes, which are always fun and challenging to play. Thanks again to my buddy Max for helping get the multiple viewing on Periscope rolling. Saturday, Mr. Brian K. Johnson and myself performed at JJ's Pub in Breezy Point, Minnesota. Great turnout. It was a wild and fun audience from all over the area. Thanks to all who watched the live broadcast and requested songs on Periscope. I'm going to try to live broadcast all of my future shows. I would also like to congratulate Steve Merrill and Allie Gray on their CD release shows in St. Paul on Sunday. Uh, Old Johnson's Yukon truck busted down but we were still able to make it to Steve's show for a while and just missed Allie's by seconds, but was still nice saying hello to music friends I haven't seen in a while. Upcoming shows. Wednesday, December 9th, 2015, I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 8.30 to 10.30 p.m. Thursday, December 10th, 2015, the Mark Sterry Blues Band will be playing the infamous, I mean annual, Hacks Christmas Party at Hacks Pub in Milltown, Wisconsin from 5 to 7.30 p.m. or whenever the Viking, Vikings game starts up. Friday, December 11th, 2015, I'll be playing a solo show at Nova in Hudson, Wisconsin from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. Saturday, December 12th, 2015, I'll be participating in Steve Merrill's CD release and art show at Rooster's Roadhouse in New Richmond, Wisconsin. I'll be displaying some of my charcoal portraits and jamming with the folks throughout the afternoon. Uh, goes from 2 to 8 p.m. Guest this week is Nick Asuncion. 
discussing the do's, don'ts, ins and outs, tips of the trade for up-and-comers when it comes to getting involved in the open mic scene. Enjoy the conversation. Hello, Mr. Nick Assumption. How you doing there, bud? Doing good, Mark. Uh, thanks for having me on. Welcome to the Mark Starry Music Podcast. Having a good day today? Oh, yeah. Um, beautiful uh, December evening. Uh, pretty warm out, so not freezing my butt off as usual. Yeah, no kidding. Copper and I would like to welcome you to the basement. <laughs> <laughs> Very Our nice. in St. Paul. <laughs> Very lovely. I've been here once or twice before. Yeah, I guess. Um, thanks again for coming and doing the podcast this week there, Nick. You're, uh, we, you and I go way, way, way back. Um, let's just get that out of the way first. How do we know each other? Um, you went to college with uh, my brother, Nate, at good old UW Stout. Yes. Um, I think you and my brother are going to be roommates um, and some unfortunate events in our family. Um, I, got to, um, I got to meet you, though. Um, We've been friends ever since. Yeah, it's been, it's been great. I, I love it. And uh, Nick, uh, for he also I used his guitar for the guitar on my first album, Memory Music Rewind, my first solo record, and it's on the cover. So if you want to see that, I think you even got credit as Nick Ascension Guitars, didn't you? Oh yeah, I was <laughs> truly honored. It was a great experience. I'm like, man. So you've been playing music for many years now, um, as far as guitar playing and things like that. But this whole podcast, we're trying to. Um, just kind of talk about the live and local music scene. And one aspect of it I thought it'd be interesting to talk about why I wanted you on would be talk about like the kind of open mic scene. You hear about like, oh, there's an open mic here. There's an open mic there. So I kinda, you, you do that a lot. So I wanted to talk to you about that, kind of get your, uh, your opinions on how to make that a successful experience for folks. Is that cool? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. I'd be okay. happy to talk so, to you. So uh, um, let's just start off here. Um, so what, how would you, what is an open mic? All right. Um, my experience of it is um, local bars, um, coffee shops, um, usually someone who works for the the bar or um, just a local guy who has a who has a PA system um, invites friends, family, um, strangers off the street who are interested in uh, performing live in people. Um, they get their five ten minutes of fame. Nice. Um, how does that process usually work? Do you just show up there, or do you how what like how do they pick who goes and plays <laughs> at an open mic night? Oh well, with my experience, what I'm doing, um, there's a place in Minneapolis called Moto Eye. Um, it's run by a friend of mine named uh, JT. Um, he sends out a text every Tuesday night, um, requesting if if anyone wants to play tonight, um, to shoot him a text back, um. To see if we can get a slot on, uh, to see if we can get um, to place you under you know a set list, uh, specific time, you know that works best in your schedule and everyone else who wants to participate. So a lot of it's um, you know word of mouth how it starts off. You get contact with the guy who runs it, and then he'll message you. It's usually once a week, and he gets you involved with the um, with the open mic. Um, he gets you in and. A specific time that you can play in and you show up, um, you know, luckily 15, 20 minutes before the allotted time and um, 
You go up there and you perform uh, whatever you have, uh, guitar, singing, whatever. Okay, how do you go about finding different open mics? So you just look for them on Facebook or city pages or just online? Or how, how do you go about finding open mics to go to that would be a good fit for you? Mm-hmm. Um, mine, mine was through uh, Word of Friends, uh, through local bars. Um, uh, I was dying to get into the music business and just um, well, having fun, you know, something casual, something easy to start off with. And um, I got through word of mouth. Um, Facebook, I think, is the biggest one right now. Uh, Facebook searches um, and online. I th- there's a couple uh, Minneapolis um, open mic night um, websites you can Google search, and they list they list a number of bars that do it on and the various days of the week that they typically do. Okay, cool. Uh, what was your what was your first consistent open mic night? Where was that at? Um, it was at Bellani's Pub. Blarney's Pub. Yep, um, Monday nights. Monday or Tuesday, they alternated. Um, the guy who was doing it um, um, usually had to rotate between those days, I think, usually between like sports seasons or any type of college event just because Blarney's is located in U of M. So obviously the, the slower bar nights typically was when um, you got people in. And I, that spread more of word of mouth before the internet really kicked off and Facebook and social media. It was very word of mouth and just locals who came through the bar who saw what we did and would and were just like, hey, are you doing this next week? And then, you know, he would stay in contact and people would typically, you know, let them know ahead of time, let the guy know ahead of time. And that's how we would get in. Cool. I went to those, a number of those with you and that was a lot of fun. <clears throat> I could, excuse me, I could see how like a bar would like those nights because let alone the people in there drinking to watch their friends play, but the musicians themselves that are nervous to get up on stage are also they're serving drinks too. Um, Blarney Pub. I used to play there for years uh, down in Dinkytown back in the day. You used to come to my shows down there too, didn't you? Oh, yeah. I think I the got Kelly in. and Mallory days, the Pink Lady days. <laughs> I was thinking maybe I might, been, I might have been able to sneak in uh, maybe before I was 21. Oh, jeepers. I don't know. That was a good time. Played it for many, many years. Um, I remember that we would do uh, we do use alternate lyrics on some of them songs. Uh, when the, <laughs> <laughs> like on Sweet Caroline. I can't even say that at all. Ask me privately to show what those lyrics were, but I had a lot of good, lot of good times at Blarney Pub. Um, for folks that are kind of, you know, bathroom baritone playing g- guitar on the garage and stuff, um, what's the benefits of signing up for an open mic and just and just kind of going for it? What, what are you going to get out of it? Um, for me, what I got out of it the most was someone who didn't own the li- the live equipment, the the speakers, the amps. Um, it was a way to work on singing, you know, beyond like, like in, f- in front of a like bonfire, you know, like you know, solo with friends, you like know, step up above. Yeah, that. It's a step up above that. Um, not up to the, you know, working musician as yourself, but you know, just something simple that another guy sets up. Um, you work, a lot, you work on confidence. It definitely builds up confidence. Um, it's a couple of songs, you're not working a full night. Um, you get to practice songs that you've been working on. Um, a lot of people that I've seen, I mean, you know, there's a lot of upcoming songwriters who want to dabble. It's a, it's a way for them to kind of express and see um, see if these songs Maybe work. Maybe a soundboard to yes for some people listening to their new material. Yes, exactly. Yep, a lot of new stuff. Um, how much rehearsal does it take to get ready for one of these one of these open mics or like? 
And how many songs did you have on hand? How many songs would you, on average, play at an open mic night? When I first started, you usually got a, I get usually get about three songs. Um, unfortunately, the downfall of when so many people come to open mic night, they had to start shortening it down to two songs. You know, about you know ten minutes, less than ten, to kind of um, move people around, just so everyone has their fair share. Because open mic night lasts from you know used to last from about. 10 o'clock, uh, 9, 9.30, 10 to about 2 o'clock. So if you had about 30-something musicians who wanted to get in, you know, um, my guy who does it, runs it, wants to be fair and wants to get everyone in and out. So it's um, it shows up quite a bit. But I usually have a good three, three songs that I want to do. You know, if I'm playing later and if someone just happens to have a play a cover song that I was going to play, I'll have a good backup to... Um, That's a good point. That's a to, good idea right there to have some backups. If you're just all in on this one song, it's good to have something else ready. Um, how long did you play guitar before you started going in public and doing these open mic nights? I started actively playing guitar high school, so um, it's 2002, 2003. Um, I... I'm going to say, let's see, it's about 2008 after graduating college, so 2006, 2008, so I mean, I I had a good five years of, you know, I'm self-taught, I've learned everything via watching YouTube and watching you, actually, <laughs> to help me get the nerves to go out and play out in the open, so I mean, you know, five years, you know, solo, just learning, learning strumming, uh, learning, just learning basic chords, simple as that, songs that I liked, songs that... You know, I can memorize the words too fairly easily, you know, and the, got it from there. It's, it, you know, it takes a while to, the the nerves, you know, when you get up there right before you sing, you know, you freeze for a little bit. You get nervous. I know. I always say uh, every time I learn a song, I don't, I can practice down here in the, in the basement with copper staring at me the whole time. Um, I could practice it a million times, but it's a whole different set of, of uh, nerves and, and thought process when you're in public. And I, I don't really quite have it down until I play it live. Once I play it once live at a club, then I seem, it seems like I just retain it and I got it. Is it similar for you? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And I think we're lucky living in the Twin Cities. I've never been booed off stage at an open mic. Well, well I'll lead to one of those questions. Oh, all, right. <laughs> no, no, all right, no problem. But, I mean, it's – no, because um, once you – halfway through the song – when you when you when you, you get don't it boo through. everybody, <laughs> you know it, it, you get you get so much more comfortable once once you get through it. You know you get nervous that first verse, maybe up through that first chorus. But once you get get the first chorus down, you know for sure you just you have that comfort and you know what you're gonna do this. You're gonna get the song done and you know people you're happy want you to, to succeed. That are watching in the audience too. Your your friends and fellow players are gonna come up. They want you to do a good job. Of course, of course. I said a lot of nice people. You mean a lot of nice people over mic from all types of varieties of music. Um, maybe I should go back to the open mic scene. If you don't get heckled, no one comes up and bothers you. Dan Neal had beer bottle. Dan Neal and I had <laughs> beer bottles thrown on at us at Eagle Street. And <laughs> we had people rip up tip money and throw it in our face and grab my harmonicas and smash up stuff. Johnson just had a one of our tripods smashed last week. Um, Maybe we should go back to the open mic scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's, de- it's definitely not not too stressful, it says, for the rookies who are trying to start off. You know what I mean? You get nervous, but, you know, there's no – you really don't get that type of bad crowd. And and it's very short if you're, if you're mic shy, if you're, 
you know, socially awkward and you you get you're nervous a lot. It's you know, two three songs and and you're done. So nice. Let's say you played open mic night. How would you classify a successful open mic show? Um, usually the audience reaction. Um, a lot of people are there for themselves and for their little clique of friends. Um, a lot of my good friends, I uh, usually can't make it because you know they have they have work restrictions. You know, a lot of you know you're usually working. You know, no, it's not. You know, you be a nighttime musician, so it's usually hard to get people sometimes. But um. Um, you get a lot of feedback. It's afterwards when you're done performing. A lot of people come up to you after, and they'll congratulate you. Um, they'll um, shoot out any recommendations. But um, I, I get a lot of feedback. It's after, you know, a little bit's during, you know, you know, after each song, I'll get some applause. Um, a lot of it's the after. It's it's when you walk off, when you go up and get a drink, the bartenders will say something, or you hear things right after is it like a support group like edward norton in, in <laughs> fight club <laughs> it, it really no it going it, to different ones like that yeah no it, it still feel better it exactly is you know it's not you know it's not like a musician where after every song you'll get applause or you get tips you know we're not getting or crickets the most <laughs> <laughs> it's you, you get it from the people afterwards um just kind of that you walk by and like the musicians who are waiting their turn a lot of them they'll like they'll give you that give you that nod or you know, you'll hear like a great job. Nice. Um, here's a good one. Any horror stories on stage that either you've experienced or witnessed at an open mic night around the Twin Cities here that you can share or like to share? <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the simplest one, the one that pops up in front of my head for my only bad, really bad experience was I was I was practicing a new song and... I I kept getting the chords wrong with it and it was it was honestly for one of my favorite Elton John songs. It was for your song. And there was there was one part of the song that repeats and I kept playing the wrong chord and for the life of me could not remember what that what that chord was. It like uh, like one of the beats like, you know, most chord progression songs, I'm it just the one that I kept playing just seemed off. I'm like and <laughs> my singing would go off with it. I'm like Ah, oh, this seems so wrong. And then, like, I go down and sit down. People tell that I was flustered with it. And then I'm, like, strumming it afterwards. Like, God, how do you play it? You know, like, well, someone else was setting up. I was just at my seat at the bar, and I was like, dun, dun, dun. I'm like, oh, it's a G chord. Damn it. I kept playing C. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was the most, uh, that will always stick in my mind. Like, ah, uh, just when you think you've practiced enough, you, you do make mistakes like that. But, I mean, it's open mic. Oh, God. You can't make more mistakes than we make on stage half the time. But, but you have to learn this to get past it and move on. No, exactly. Um, an open mic story I was I tell sometimes is back at when I was at UW Stout, um, we used to play the open mics at Acoustic Cafe uh, down there, and one of my best friends, Jeff Popowski, was there, and I was I played a song or two, whatever, and so Jeff comes up on stage with his guitar. And uh, Jeff, I'll never forget the song. This is many years ago, but Jeff, he starts singing with his little little chords going. He goes, he goes, I'll run for a mile. This road goes for a thousand miles, and I sit and run for a mile, and I have nine hundred ninety nine miles to go. I'll run for a mile. This road goes for a thousand miles, and I run for. I have nine hundred ninety eight miles to go. <laughs> And he kept going down, going down. 
And I'm, I'm like, I am going to kill this guy. Because <laughs> he came with us, too. I'm like, anyway, so I, I was just scowling at him. I was going to throw my beer bottle right at his head. But then he made up some goofy thing for time warp and got down to two. But he went on for quite a while, so that's one of my favorite open mic <laughs> horror stories from one of my best friends. Who's some of your favorite open mic performers? Like, I remember when I came with you to Blarney, um, there were some guys that you knew that you play, you guys played the same nights down there that were just really, really good. Is any of those guys that, that stick out that you remember that you would recommend looking up? Uh, well, my buddy JT, who uh, runs open mic night, he, him and his brother um, uh, have a band called the Teddy Holidays. Um, they... Um, they'll play the open mic nights. Um, they're my favorite ones. They do. A, if you're a big Beatles fan, I love listening to them. If I ever want, need a Beatles fix. Okay, what are your go-to songs at an open mic? Let's see. Um, I love uh, Jim Croce is one of my favorite singer-songwriters. So I love. I always do uh, something simple. Uh, Bad, bad Leroy Brown. Um, I'm a big '70s, '80s. Um, Classic rock, so I love going with that. Um, Van Morrison's a fun one. Uh, Wild Night, you know, I love for a couple of songs. I love the sing along, you know, classic songs that people like. Oh yeah, I know this one, so I love doing that. And uh, King Harvest, um, Dancing in the Moonlight is my all time favorite one to play. I just, it's just um, my it fits song. The vocal range well. It's yep. a fun song. Yep, very easy to play. So okay, very cool. Um. One of your favorite TV shows, I believe, is the TV show House, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I loved House. You like those detective-y kind of shows. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you been starting up a cold case for an unsolved, serious case here in the Twin Cities? Um, I think we should put our detective hats on. And in your opinion, who stole your guitar from me at the 400 bar? <laughs> For, uh, for the <laughs> listeners here, like I was at the beginning of the podcast, we were talking about how I used Nick's guitar to record my first solo record, Memory Music Rewind. It's even on the cover of the CD. And at one of our shows, we played at the 400 bar, and believe it or not, it was stolen <laughs> from there. So we put together a benefit, benefit for Nick's guitar at Plums in St. Paul. How much was the guitar originally worth? It was like 600 bucks. I, I- I don't think it was that much. I want to say three to four hundred, maybe. I, I don't think it was that. <laughs> and then the benefit, I think we raised like a hundred bucks in case you had to buy a hundred dollar guitar. <laughs> so, do you think we should open up that cold case? Think we should think we should call WCCO or what? Yeah, we have, we can get CBS to we open up the TV show Cold Case and definitely get someone to. Find it. I I'm pretty confident it was probably if it wasn't a worker who worked at the bar, like some type of like. You know, bar back bar staff person. It, it, it wouldn't surprise me if it was just one of the other bands that were because you there were other bands playing that night, weren't there? Yeah, there were a variety of other bands and yeah. And uh, I, I remember I was, it was I think it was our first time playing the 400 bar, and I worshipped so many of these Twin City musicians, such as like Dave Perner and Soul Asylum, and I was looking around at all the the memorabilia on the wall, and I looked down and that guitar was gone, long gone. <laughs> Yeah, so sorry about that, man. <laughs> <laughs> no hard feelings. I was honored to have that uh, be on your uh, album, uh, album I love very much. Okay. Um, oh, shoot. I thought I'd shut the um, – um, I thought I had my phone on airplane mode, but I apparently do not. 
Um, I had a, I have an email question that came through here. Oh. <sighs> it seems I don't know how he gets his timing down. You know that the, the I got an email question from you, for you from Brian K. Johnson. Just oh, now. really? Yeah, you know his truck broke down yesterday, right? <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, we were going to the CD. We came from Breezy Point, and we are heading to Steve Merrill's CD release show over at O'Gara's. Johnson calls me up. The truck's blowing oil all over the place, and it was a pain in the butt. And we made we tried to go to Allie's CD release show. Got there just as they're hitting their last chord. Missed the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It was one of those days. It was good as had, everybody. But, um, but he has an email question for you, Nick, so let me read it here. He goes, hi, Nick Ascension. I have a question for you. In the movie Star Wars, no, Star Star Trek Wrath of Khan, what band do you think Khan liked better? Joel Walsh or Kiss? <laughs> oh and <my>. why? <laughs> uh Thank you, Brian Johnson, for that lovely question. Um, <laughs> I'm a Joel Walsh Nick? fan myself. I'm a Joel Walsh fan myself, and so someone as ruthless as uh, as Khan um, probably uh, probably go kiss on that one. You know, I can see him being a being a kiss fan. You know. Okay, I shut my phone off, so we won't even know if it, what he responds to it. Nice answer there, Nick. <laughs> Anyway, Nick, what's your what's your information as far as like Facebook and stuff? If people want to see, come see you play at one of these open mics sometime. Uh, Facebook, I think if you look up uh, my username Nickasun, I think I think I come up on that. Um, same thing with Twitter and YouTube, where I post a lot of my videos. Um, the Nickasun um, name is is what I'm trying to use as like my that's like my go to name, my nickname that I've gone through from had since college so anything if you want any info on me nick a son and um typically that's how you get a hold of me nice um the story behind the song segment for the week nick assumption is going to show us an example of his playing like at the open mics and stuff and due to copyright infringement stuff nick is actually gonna what song gonna play there nick (laughs) um a classic uh mark steely's tune uh, one of my favorites from back in the day, uh, called "Rock My World," a uh, very fun play along song. I think I had a lot of friends in college loved it. So that's uh, for the story behind the song. That's when I don't when I don't remember writing it all that much. I remember I wrote it down just like one word stacked on top of each other, and I kind of just made I don't know how this just kind of weird. It's kind of came together quick, but I remember I brought it down to Nashville and played it for a, one of my publisher friends, and and uh, I thought it sucked. <laughs> And he goes, oh, man, that's perfect. And they, apparently they pitched it around for a while. And, and But I do remember back in the day when all the Winona folks were coming to the shows up to the cities, that was a crowd favorite. And, and I remember hitting the first chords. That was a great feeling being up on the stages like at O'Gara's or something like that. and Or even just at Harbor Bar or some local place. And the, you guys would sing every word of the whole song. God, that was fun. It's a great sing-along song. And I think that's important to have a... Great song that everyone just sang to. A very, it's an awesome tune. Um, it's now been a while. That album was released in 2006, and actually, I, I don't know. I maybe I just played it for recently at some random gig, and I was going through that last verse, and it's like, you know, living in the suburbs, driving SUV with power locks, plays DVDs or something, and I'm thinking, 
it's getting kind of dated. What car doesn't do that? <laughs> besides mine, outside. <laughs> you know? So, all right. So, without further ado, Mr. Nick Asuncion playing Rock My World, which is available on iTunes on or else on the record, uh, Mark Steer and the Whiskey Roses, which is sold out, so I have to get it on iTunes. So, thank you, Nick, for coming on the podcast. Appreciate it, bud. I had a blast. Thank you so much for having me. That was Nick Asuncion discussing techniques and tips for those starting out and want to cut their teeth on some open mic nights. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for a new podcast about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It can be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go have some fun. Till next time. Backwards. Pickup truck, tailgate down, and the beer tabs up. Campfire, and muffin bin, brand new girlfriend. And I met that girl then and there, she rocked my world in every single way. Lightning strikes me, kicked me finally, cause I she rocked my world that night College town Junker car Bungee cords Keeps it from falling apart Basement party Keg stand Well upside down I saw that girl again Well that that girl then and there She rocked my world in every single way Lightning struck me, kicked me finally Cause I saw Mrs. Wright And she rocked my world that night Suburbs, drive an SUV, has power locks, even plays DVDs. A rush hour, traffic jam, look at this girl holding my hand. And I met that girl then and there, she rocked my world in every single way. Lightning struck me, kicked me. Every night Rocks my world